This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Trading partners are trying to get a handle on how to interact with China as the country battles the coronavirus. AgriPulse's Ben Nully caught up with USDA Trade Undersecretary Ted McKinney at the National Ethanol Conference today in Houston. McKinney says a return to normal is underway in China. But it does affect or could affect trade, and we don't know. I think the key data point right now is that, to my knowledge, China has not notified the USTR to exercise any sort of clause based on natural disasters and the like. And that's very important to me. And that tells me that they still might be able to make it. That's my hope. There's been talk of the Chinese government asking for a little more time to fulfill Phase 1 ag purchase commitments, but McKinney says he's yet to hear of that request. I'm told by our folks at Post that there is some product moving. Now, the Lunar New Year, let's not forget, shut everything down, whether coronavirus was there or not. That slowed everything up anyway. Coronavirus extended that by a week, and so only this last Monday did we start to get a read on uh, how much people are back at work. And there were people at the ports, there were people in the offices, there were people out, but not at the numbers that might be the norm. China agreed to $40 billion in annual ag purchases over the next two years. The ethanol industry is trying to get a handle on what to expect from China. Here's Ben with more. Biofuel advocates say they've heard very little about what China plans to buy in terms of ethanol in the Phase 1 trade agreement. However, Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper says the Trump administration is reassuring the industry China will make purchases. Sometime soon, uh, and that's certainly our hope. Chinese market was a big, uh, you know, a significant and growing market for us. They had an E10 requirement, as you know. They've recently kicked the can or delayed the implementation of that program. But it's our understanding that they are still very much committed to increasing their use of ethanol. National Corn Growers Association President Kevin Ross is optimistic they will get ethanol to China. You know, we've still got a phase two deal portion that's going to have to be done with China to, you know, reduce that the, the tariffs there in ethanol that, that will certainly help us move more. But, you know, I believe that, uh, or, or they're going to have to just remove the tariff in general without the, you know, without the deal, which is possible. But uh, I, I think in general, you know, China wants the, they want clean air for their citizens. They just, you know, need to figure out the ways that they can do that. And we, we know we can be a big part of that. The coronavirus, high pathogenic avian flu, and African swine fever continue to plague the country, causing concerns ag exports are slowing down. At the National Ethanol Conference in Houston, for AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, an ag economist says livestock producers should be mindful of protein supplies. Will Sawyer is a lead animal protein economist for CoBank. He says times aren't too bad for the producers of beef, pork, and poultry. While we entered 2019 with a level of concern about all the new capacity and new production, the consumer in the U.S. is still paying really high prices. In fact, beef premiums over pork and chicken, as we know, are at all-time highs. That's a great story for the U.S. beef industry. So right now, there are margins in the black across animal protein. But he says producers should look around and see the abundance of supplies and adjust their profit expectations accordingly. The producer needs to bring a little bit of rational growth into perspective because with increased um, cattle weights, bird weights, and hog weights, and more numbers as well, 
we do need to make sure that the USMCA that was signed, obviously, in Japan and China actually come to fruition in terms of volume, not just the writing on the page. By the way, the regulator of the farm credit system told Congress today it's too soon to know if another round of the market facilitation program will be necessary in farm country. Farm Credit Administration Chairman Glenn Smith told the House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee that recently finalized trade deals could undercut the need for another round of direct payments. For more on Smith's testimony, check out Phil Brasher's story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.